Welcome to CMMS Radio, a podcast and general resource for all things CMMS, computerized maintenance management software, from selection to implementation to help you make better choices and have a successful CMMS journey. We'll bring in experts along the way to help us learn more about CMMS, facilities operations, and much more. If you need help with a CMMS project, send a message at cmmsradio.com using the What's On Your Mind link. Suggest a topic, share your CMMS story, or ask questions. Thanks for tuning in. Today, we are joined by Travis Richardson. He is an associate technical consultant for Noria Corporation. He's a level two machine lubrication technician, a level two machine lubricant analyst. He has extensive experience as a reliability technician. In fact, he has 15 plus areas of specialization. He loves helping plants make the transition from reactive maintenance to a world-class lubrication program. Welcome, Travis. Thanks for joining me today. Hey, thanks, Greg. Thanks to be glad to be here. Absolutely. Really appreciate you making the time. And I know today we're going to be discussing Lube PM, and that is Noria's high impact lubrication management system. And it's a next level aspect of CMMS. On CMMS radio, we're really focused in on computerized maintenance management software and solutions, but this is an important part of maintenance best practices. So first and foremost, I'd like to ask you, what is the main problem that Lube PM solves? So the main problem I see as I go around to different plants is not having every lubrication component, all the site lubricants, all the oil analysis in one place, you know? So it may be, Ed, I need to go to this disk to find this or this file to find this. It's just all over the place. So Lube PM puts that all in one place that's easy for users to go find anything they want about a piece of equipment. That's great. And the thing I'm curious about is how does a lubrication management system enhance existing CMMS environments and maintenance best practices? Sure. So one of the things I see is that uh, people often forget to update things in CMMS systems. They may write it down somewhere. Hey, when you get a chance, update this lubricant here or do this. The, the Lube PM allows them to make the changes right there and still connect through an API to your CMMS system. So you can start a work order saying, hey, go to Lube PM and do this route. All the details are right there because everybody knows that you're going to Lube PM for all lubrication related assets. And then you just update the stuff to CMMS. So it comes right back to with APIs. It's easy to do things like that. That's great. So Lube PM does, in fact, put data into a CMMS, either through the API or through some form of data push. Do you find when Lube PM is being brought into an environment, there's a lot of challenges with the adoption or is it actually the opposite? Because I do know that it's mobile-based, which allows people to stay on the plant floor. And that's important because people like to get stuff done. It is. And to say, you know, when when we start using Lube PM at a certain plant, to say there's no learning curve, that would be a that would be not so true. So there is a learning curve to it. But we're taking a CMMS system or taking information that people have been holding in a CMMS, not updating uh, not really looking at, we're putting in the Lube PM. We need to make sure all that data is correct once it's in Lube PM. 
And so there's a little bit of learning that way, but being able to take it right, you know, on your phone or tablet, right to a machine and be able to see all those details, you know, not having to carry a, go back to the CMS, look this up, go out there with pen and paper. You're able to take it from the phone tablet right to the machine, see what lubricant to use, the volume to use right there in front of you. So there's many benefits there. So when I think about that, I think about the doers, right? The people on the plant floor, they're moving about. And it's also, it has to be, I know there's a learning curve, but it has to be straightforward in how it functions. That way they can focus in on turning those wrenches and you know making sure they're solving these lubrication problems. So another question I had is when it comes to impact. So once somebody has implemented Lube PM, and they're starting to use it. What kind of feedback do you tend to see or hear when it comes to people on the plant floor versus the C-suite, you know, the executive level where they're seeing the benefits? Because I would think that they're related, but two different types of feedback that you get. Sure. So the people on the plant floor, uh, the plant floor, you know, we're relying on them to put the right lubricants in, do the right procedures. And I think it empowers them. It makes them feel like, okay, I have all the data in front of me. I just need to go to that machine. I I feel good about putting this lubricant in because it says this machine. I have a picture of the machine, the machine ID. I know what lubricant to use, how much to use. It, It, you know, they're accountable for these machines. If they go down and you're in charge of lubricating that machine, you did it wrong. Hey, who, who, who's the C-suite going to blame the guy doing the lubrication. So Having a tool that they know what lubricant, how much, it really makes them feel good, comfortable with their job, as right. well as procedures. So if you're a new guy, you know you know how guys are. We sit around and, yeah, everybody knows how to use a grease gun. Everybody knows the proper way to grease the motor. That's not true. And a lot of people aren't going to ask. But if you put it on, a, on an app and you send them out there, they look at the app and read the instructions right off or watch some of our videos on there. Hey, that, that makes them, you know, I'm comfortable doing these tasks now. So. Right, right. And the, the thing about Noria overall is this concept behind curating all this knowledge over all these years and staying current and sharing all that information. And a lot of that goes into Lube PM at some point so that people can further inform themselves on why am I doing this? How should I do it? I haven't quite done this procedure. It's related to that procedure, but they've got that available when they have the platform set up, right? Exactly. And recently we put some task-based training videos in there. So not just how to replace a breather or what to inspect in a breather, but why use a breather, how breathers work. It goes into more detail. These are 10 to 15 minute videos that really, you know, why we're doing these things we're doing. And it gives them a better understanding. And if you understand what you're doing, you feel better about doing that job. Oh, yeah, that's a that's a big one. It comes up pretty often on almost every episode where I have someone on sharing their insights on maintenance and reliability, CMMS or otherwise, because there, there's a lot to this. And that that question of why, when somebody understands that, they can really buy in they can take action and they don't have to think about that anymore whereas if it's the opposite there's a lot of kind of doubt and questioning behind why we're doing what we're doing now one of the things i wanted to point out 
as far as my interpretation goes, when we're differentiating between CMMS platforms and Lube PM, is CMMS platforms have lots of great different things for tracking and recording data about various assets, equipment assets. However, they're not really geared towards, so to speak, the lubrication, the quality of the lubrication. If it's this type of lubricant, then these are the maintenance intervals for the lubrication itself. And that that potential for this, for anyone that's considering implementing an LMS, is that you can go to this next level and really dial in the performance of those pieces of equipment. So I was hoping you could explain just in a nutshell how Lube PM works basically from start to finish when it comes to getting it set up and now you're out there actually using it. Sure. So generally before we put a, a plant's data into Lube PM, we'll go do an on-site visit and look at all the rotating equipment. So we'll look at electric motors, bearings, gearboxes. So on a motor, we might look at frame size, horsepower, RPM, and then we look at the environmental data, right? This helps us with the grease calculations. How often we need to grease it? Is it vertical, horizontal? If for your gearboxes, are you using the right oils, oil analysis? Are we um, performing oil analysis on all the critical equipment, you know, based on size, um, criticality of the plant, things like that. So we build the program looking at all the rotating equipment, then we put it into LubePM. So once it's in there, that's where we make the lubricant recommendations. So, you know, hey, this gearbox is a worm gearbox and you have way too light of an oil in there or the maybe the wrong kind of oil in a hydraulic system uh, for electric motor using the wrong thickener. So we help with the lubricant recommendations in LubePM. Uh, the other thing, the next kind of big step we do is hardware recommendations. Is your plant in a dusty environment and using vent plugs on everything or particle breathers with super high micron sizes? I like to say keeping uh, rocks and small children out of the out of the units. You know, we really want to focus on on things that will help us. So maybe putting recommending dust can't breathe or sight glasses. So it all starts with us, generally starts with us coming on site, looking at equipment and putting, you know, our recommendations as well as grease calculations, oil change. How often are we doing these things into Lube PM? So that's that's kind of that first tier, first step. You know, once we get that going, the plants kind of review our recommendations. So, okay, what are the lubricant recommendations, the hardware recommendations? Do I agree, disagree? You know, do I agree with what you said about putting the sampling ports in this location or do we want to keep things the same? So before we go any further, there's kind of that step of, hey, let's review, you know, either agree to the approvals or let's discuss in further detail. Now, is there is there a, a subsequent step to that? Sure. So once all that's done. Then we start using the routing app that we've created. So we we build routes based on location. You know, if a certain technician does certain pieces of equipment, we'll build routes for him, like I said, for the location, for the area. You know, you talk about your dailies, your weeklies and monthly. That's when we build the routing setup. Then once the routes start coming, all that good data that the C-suite, you say, like to like to see coming back the metrics, you know, our inspections, our alerts, all that good data is coming back. So really three phases there right there. And they can they can leverage all of that once they've got it because 
not only are you getting lots of data, you're getting the right data so that they can create actionable responses and further improve what they're already doing. Yeah, correct. Absolutely. So one of the things I've seen on site is when a CMMS spits out a an inspection, right? So you have these inspections, you know, you want to go inspect the chain, go inspect the bearing, and then you see inspect the oil. What does that mean? You know, are we inspecting the oil level? What are we looking for? So Lupium takes it a step further. You know, we say, hey, check for color, clarity, check for water at the bottom in the bottom sediment water bowl, check for contaminants. Is the oil even the right color that it's supposed to be? Is it supposed to be a darker and amber oil and it's way too light? Is this the wrong oil? You know, we, we kind of help them out and things to look for during the inspections. I think that's the, the level that I was imagining, but it's super interesting and intriguing because it feels so detailed and a lot of, a lot of operations feel like they can't get to that level. And that's what this really, really solves for them. It allows them to get to that level without having to go through and learn and figure out because they've got the right guidance from you and your team. And they can now start to see further improvement with, you know, those viscosities. I love the idea that, you know, you have a way to monitor or inform them on how to look at the color of that particular lubricant or oil. Now, when, when you go into these environments, I suspect you see a lot of potential disasters in that they might have a smooth, strong operation and you start getting into the site walk, looking at the equipment, and you start to see some things that are possibly quite horrific, right? Are there any stories you can share about what you, you tend to see? Like good operation, it's looking good, they're doing well, but they know there's some kind of a problem. And then you get in there and you go, wow, I can't believe they're doing this. Absolutely. So it's the little thing. So you might walk to, I was in, uh, I don't know what plan, I was at a while back and you walk up and they're having a problem with these cooling tower gear boxes. Everything inside the cooling tower fan, you know, they have it plugged up, they have it controlled, they're doing oil analysis every three months, they're really checking on this and they feel they have a really good plan, but something's failing them, right? So I said, okay, let's go look at it. Let's go take a peek. So we go out there and take a leak and they have a column sight glass. They've piped it out of the fan and it's sticking up out there. So you see a column level sight glass and the top of it's off. So it's in a rainy environment. So rain's constantly getting in there. And, you know, I found this in two minutes. It's, it's, you know, these inspections, you know, where's the, let's, let's do the headspace inspection. Well, there is no, there's no inspection to be performed because the headspace is wide open. So everything's getting in there. And this is one of the things we want with Lupium doing the full inspections. But I see a lot of things like that where you might have a, maybe a hatch is left open on a hydraulic system. We're getting all these contaminants in, you walk up and there's a hatch open. Well, nobody's inspected it. No, nobody's been in charge of inspecting that. They just say inspect the oil. So with these further in-depth inspections, check the hatches, the breather ports. You know, we're finding that that it's really starting to help people. That's good. That's good. And there's something coming up later this year I wanted to talk to you about. And I've talked about it on a previous episode. But we've got Reliable Plant that's going to happen July 31st through August 3rd, and that's in Orlando. And 
there's going to be a lot of opportunity for people attending to learn about Lube PM and how that really works, right? Is yeah. there anything planned at, at that event that is very specific, like a certain uh, breakout session or anything like that? So we are having a small breakout session on uh, lubricant management systems, LMS, and it's going to be a, a little workshop there, uh, user group, I think that's what they're calling it. So we'll talk about CMMS and LMS and then give a little demo of Lube PM, but I will be there giving demos of Lube PM, you know, all three days. So if anybody wants to know more, absolutely. We'll go through that in more detail. And if people want to do that, they those are already pre-scheduled and they can just show up and, and attend? Or do they have to schedule something formally with you? The user group, uh, it could be just show up and attend. But if they want more of a formal demo, because it could take, you know, 30 minutes to an hour. Yeah, if you could schedule that with me, that'd be, they can, that'd be great. That leads me to my next question. How do you prefer people contact you if they need to learn more about LMS, Lube PM, and what you do for these different types of organizations and plants? Sure. So they can email me, email me at trichardson at noria.com. That's the best way to get a hold of me. All right. What we'll do is for anyone that watches this episode, I'm going to make sure that that's on screen. And then with that, I want to thank you for spending the time today for this initial introduction to Lube PM. And I'm looking forward to seeing you at Reliable Plant. Yeah, uh, thanks, Greg. Looking forward to seeing you as well. It's going absolutely. to be a great event. We'll we're probably going to do some stuff there and interview a few select people. And uh, again, for anyone that's listening or watching, you know, reach out to Travis. If you want to learn more about Lube PM, you can go to Noria.com. That's N-O-R-I-A.com to learn about all the things that Noria does for everybody in maintenance and reliability. Don't forget Reliable Plant. It's going to be July 31st through August 3rd in Orlando, Florida. And you should start booking that now. Absolutely. Get with us. Get booked. All right. Thanks again, Travis. This was great. And I look forward to doing it again. Thanks, Greg. You got it. Did you find this episode helpful? Please send us some feedback, suggest a topic, or ask a question. Reach out to CMMS Radio if you need a co-pilot on your CMMS project. Visit cmmsradio.com and use the What's On Your Mind link. Thank you for tuning in to CMMS Radio, your resource for all things CMMS from selection to implementation to help you make better choices, learn from industry experts, and have a successful CMMS journey.